Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and His Word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 8. So um, we're not in a, uh, a sermon series right now. We're just uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us uh, week to week about um, what He would like to say. And uh, last week, uh, we, we had a dynamic message that, that really uh, gave us some context to what God is doing with Embassy City specifically and how he's preparing us uh, to go to two services in uh, January. January the 7th, when you wake up on that morning, you'll have two options. If you're the early riser, you'll have the option to be here at 9 a.m. If you're the late riser, you'll have the option to be here at 11 a.m. And if you are a later riser, you will hear the podcast on Monday evening. So um, (laughs) we got your options covered, okay? You'll hear the word. Uh, uh, But uh, how many people like to get up really early? You like to get up early, be done with your day. Um, Yay, okay. So I'll see y'all at nine probably. I'll see y'all at nine. How many, he's waving like, yes, hurry up. I've been up since 5 a.m. Uh, I'm a Marine, okay? Uh, uh, how many people, like, you wake up later, you're like, if you knew my kids, then you would know my life, and I try to get up, I get up at five, and we'll still be five minutes late to church, right? Okay, so um, uh, uh, you'll have those options, and, and, and then the church is going to grow. It's going to be uh, fantastic. Uh, this, this, this message is uh, more in context with uh, that and, and, and what God's doing and the season that we're stepping into. But as I begin to think about seasons and think about what God wanted to say, uh, he began to give me some uh, pretty fresh downloads about how to contextualize what it is uh, and how it is we see the seasons of our lives. And so if you look in uh, Deuteronomy chapter number eight, I'm actually going to read the entire chapter Uh, But I'm just going to read verse 1, and then I'm going to give you the title of the message, and then we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit has to say, okay? Um, So Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 1, here's what it says. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. I'm going to read that again, okay? Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. I want you to write down as a subject to this message how to prepare for your season. How to prepare for your season. Now, the reason why I put it in quotation marks is because... um, your season is relative to you, right? Uh, uh, you're, you're, you may be stepping into a season uh, that is completely different from somebody else's season. Um, uh, because I am a very uh, detailed person and I like specifics, I don't like when people talk in generalities, right? And so when you hear a proclamation like, it's your season, right? It's your breakthrough. It's coming. It's like, um, Really? Did you check with me first before you decided to ask about how these seasons work? And so and so whatever your season is, uh, if it's a great season, maybe it's a it's a darker season for you. But 
but, but I want you to understand and have a context of how to prepare for your season. Is that all right? Okay. Uh, so let's pray, and then we'll just go straight into the Word. Holy Spirit, help us with our seasons. Amen. I'm going to jump right into this, okay? Point number one, I'll read verses two through five, and then I'll give you the point. Here it is. Remember, the, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. Point number one, write this down. The breakthrough should break you. <laughs> the breakthrough should break you. The book of Deuteronomy is uh, uh, an incredible Old Testament book. It is literally the second time the law is repeated to the children of Israel. They were first given uh, this declaration of how they were supposed to act uh, on Mount Sinai, and then this is the second time the law is being pronounced to them before Moses uh, transfers leadership to Joshua. M Moses already knows at this time that he is not going to go into the promised land with the children of Israel, and so he's declaring to them a second time what the law of the Lord is because they are finally about to come into the promise that was given to one single man named Abraham because he believed God and came into a covenant with, with him. A couple of million people are about to receive a breakthrough because one person went into a covenant relationship with the almighty God. I'm going to say that again. A couple of million people are about to receive a breakthrough because one person decided to have a belief and faith in an almighty God. Could it be that you giving your life to Jesus will have a profound effect on dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people because you decided to go into a covenant relationship with your God? Could it be that because you gave your life to Christ, your kids, 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 kids for a thousand generations could walk in a spiritual blessing and not a generational curse because you decided to give your life to Jesus Christ? He pronounces this declaration upon the people. He tells them that there's going to be some amazing things that happen to you. You're coming out of this Egyptian period. You've, you've, you're coming through this wilderness period, and you're about to step into your season. You're about to step into your promised land. It's a new season. It's a new day. A fresh anointing is coming my way. 
season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming to me. But if you're the same person on the other side, it won't count. The breakthrough should break you. By the time you get ready to step into this amazing season, you should not be the same person you were before you got there. There is some character that should have been developed in you. There are some disciplines that should have been developed in you. There, there, there are some things that should have been corrected in you so that this season is permanent and not temporary. <laughs> it should be a place you live, not a place you visit. The breakthrough should break you. He says, you, you know how God did this. You, you, we're, we're, you're, you're on the verge. You can see the promised land from here. We're in the acacia groves. You can peek over the hillside and you can see what God is, is going to allow us to step into. But, but remember this manna that you ate. This manna that you ate was designed to give you a, a, a clear indication that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When you come into your breakthrough, when you come into your season, you should know by now that no matter how much God gives you, remember the manna. Because that is how much of a provider he is. You're not reminded of that when you have plenty. You're reminded of that when you don't have enough. How day to day, week to week, month after month, year after year, he will provide for you. And so you shouldn't be praying about the same things when you get to this season as you were before you got here. There should be some things that are settled in your spirit when it comes to God. Is there, is there anybody like me? There's some areas of God that you just flat out trust him. Like you don't even have to pray about that kind of stuff anymore. He'll always keep you with something that you need to have faith for. There, there should be some areas of your life that you're like, I don't even pray about that. And it's not because you're arrogant and it's not because it's not a need. It's just you've seen him so many times perform in this area of your life. You're going, God, I know you have that. I'm going to sleep. That used to keep me up a decade ago. Now I go straight to sleep. The job decided to have some layoffs and uh, I used to cry myself to sleep and stay up to four o'clock in the morning thinking about, oh my goodness, how are we going to make it? And now I'm just like, God, you're Jehovah Jireh. And you proved it in 1998 and you proved it in 2008. You'll prove it in 2018. You'll prove it in 2028. I'm going to bed. There should be some things you have empirical data on. Now, there's some other things that may be causing you some trepidation. And you're like, God, I've never been in this situation before. Uh, and, and, and so my faith is being stressed. It's, it's okay. But there should be some other areas where you're just like, no, I've already been through that. And there's been some character uh, uh, formed in me to where now I can handle that season and that situation without spazzing out. So point number one is the breakthrough should break through. Point number two, let me read the verse and then I'll give you the point. Verses six through ten. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water, 
with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, figs and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Point number two, write this down. Your blessing requires maintenance. Your blessing requires maintenance. It's, just, it's amazing to me how many people want to step into a blessing but do nothing to maintain it. It's your season. A breakthrough is coming to you. You're about to step into the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord comes with bills. God's about to break, bless you, and you're coming out of that apartment, and you're moving into a house, and you better have enough for that mortgage, too. You're getting out of that bad car. You're getting into a good car. You're also getting into a car payment. Your blessing requires maintenance. Do you honestly think the children of Israel went into the land of Canaan, and there was a glass of milk and a bowl of honey? on a table waiting for them? No, there was a cow. There were bees. They had to squeeze the milk out of the cow. They had to scrape the honey off the honeycomb. The the, the iron was as common as stone and the copper was so dense in the hills, but it wasn't laying on top of it already spun into little copper wires. They had to dig into the earth and pull that stuff out. Your blessing requires maintenance. I'm shocked at how many people want to experience a breakthrough and want to step into a season, but they have no intention and no character form to actually maintain the season that they're stepping into. And so it's just a series of temporary blessings because you never counted up the cost and never had the character that was formed to be disciplined enough to stay in the season that he was giving to you. Now, this is very, very important to me because I, 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 I've been in church for, 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 for all of my life, uh, for all 42 years of my life, I've been in church. But for 21 years as, as a, a, a pastor and as, a, as an evangelist and traveling around, I, I've got to hear all types of thoughts and paradigms of thoughts And one of the things that that really grates at my soul is when we keep on telling believers that your breakthrough is here and your season is here, but we don't prepare them for how to steward that season. Over time, people become disillusioned with the church And some even take it as far as to become disillusioned with God because they were constantly told about these seasons but never told how to prepare. Tell me where else that works. Tell me if you could get promoted at your job and your boss just come in and say, hey, it's a new season. You've been promoted to manager. Let me know how that works out. 
no training, no, no, no education, no, no special classes to, to help you understand people and time management. Uh, just, it's, hey, you got a breakthrough and it's yours now. Oh, I'll give you another example uh, of, of how this hits the lottery. It's my season! $31 million! Woo! Would you like the lump sum or would you like this uh, over 20 years? I want the lump sum! The first thing I'm gonna do is pay my tithes. That way I won't feel guilty about playing the lottery! I'm gonna pay my tithes, Lord. Then I'm gonna buy 10 Cadillacs. A house for me, my mama, because my mama helped me through so much. And then I owe four of my cousins something, so I need to get them a house. And then we're going to fly to Italy for no reason. I'm going to buy me another car for no reason. I'm going to buy these Gucci shoes. I'm going to buy me a drone. I've always loved those hoverboards. I never thought I could afford when I'm getting one of those. And a Segway. Nobody's talked about them in a while. I still love them. <laughs> it's the father of the hoverboard. And five years later, it's a new season. It's a new day. All of my money went away. I had this power and some prosperity. But all of my money ran from me. No responsibility. Nobody ever told you that it was going to be maintenance. Have you ever, have you ever got something that should have felt like an accomplishment? Like, like you, like, 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 like you bought your first house and you were like, <laughs> I bought the house. And then, and then the mortgage booklet came in the mail and you thumbed through it and it was 30 years of payments. And we were happy about the grass and little fence and we picked the towel. And it was beautiful. We picked the mauve color and the towel. And it was like from Italy. And we got the walls and it's so good. And then, then, then it's, it's amazing how consistent mortgage companies are. They just, they just keep sending you a notice every month. Pay it again. And then pay it again. And then pay it again. And then somewhere along the way, we think God's favor is going to make the mortgage company forget <laughs> that you have a payment. And then so you haven't, then it gets backed up. And then I, I, know, I understand people get into a lot of situations in life that they can't control. I'm just talking about those, those, those people who never prepared. 
got in over their head and called it God's blessing. For some of you all, your one bedroom apartment is your blessing. And that's all the blessing you can handle right now. You should thank God for that blessing and move on. For some of you, your cash car with no payments, with the roll-up windows, that's an amazing blessing to you right now. If the AC blows cold in the summer and the heat blows hot in the winter, you are a blessed person. Roll that car until the wheels fall off and don't look at any other car in this parking lot and feel compelled to compare yourself. I should be further along. No, you shouldn't. Not until you can pay for further along. Not until you can maintain further along. Well, they have so much milk and honey at their house. They have a lot of cows. They get up at four to milk them. They have to scoop up a lot of poop. They've been stung by bees. There's a lot of maintenance that comes with God's blessing. You own a business. Oh, my goodness. We've we've broke record sales and we we crossed the million dollar threshold. We cost two million dollars in our business annually. We had to hire five new people, but we had to fire three. It's a new season. Can you manage it? Have you been prepared to manage what God has given you? Or do you spend so much time jumping and shouting that you don't spend enough time planning to keep it? He said, I want you to celebrate everything that God's given you. But I want you to understand that it comes with some responsibilities as well. Point number three, let me read it, and then I'll share it. I'm going to read verse 10 again because there's a good theme that flows through here. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have been become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else. Be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget your, the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with this poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry he gave you water from the rock. It's a miracle, y'all. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all this so you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you also will be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. Point number three, write this down. 
don't get amnesia. It's that simple. Don't get amnesia. I stepped into a season. I got a, I got a $50,000 raise. That's how great my season has been. We moved into a house that we never thought we would ever be able to afford, let alone uh, 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 furnish. This, this is great. God is just blessing us everywhere. This is awesome. Man, I, oh man it's Sunday again. You know, babe, we just been, we've been going and going. Let's just take a break. Let's just, let's just stay home and eat pancakes. I know they got two services now. It's the new year. We got our breakthrough. Let's just sleep in, eat some pancakes, chill out, watch the game. That 11 o'clock service is going to mess with my cowboy game. So let me just, let's just chill. One week. That's fine. Second week, ah, oh, man. We've just been so busy. And God's just been doing so much. I mean, I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed by how much he's been blessing us. <laughs> Only day I get to reflect upon this, and it's just on Sundays, take a nap. We still have a relationship with God, though. I mean, it's ah, a big deal. We listen to the podcast, right, together with our Bibles open over the coffee. That's our community. I feel connected there. You know what? Let's, let's just chill. Week three. Man. I think Sunday's going to become my Sabbath. I'm just going to rest, replenish, so I can get back to being the amazing blessing that God has made me in this season to everybody else. Week seven. And we're doing pretty good. You see our bank account? Our savings is like somebody's salary for the year. What? I am a blessing to the body. Did you see how much we gave at year end? Man, we helped like four churches meet their goals since some missionaries. We, man, we are what? Can't nobody tell us nothing. We are like model believers, sowing into the kingdom, praying over people at work. Huh. Week 22. <laughs> I am something else. We built this building from scratch when no one gave us nothing. Nobody believed in our dream except us. And now look, we have made it. And all of heaven goes, oh no. <laughs> Didn't you just see what we did to Egypt? Like the same guy that did that to Egypt will do that to you. You will be destroyed. And we're not talking about God throwing a lightning bolt from heaven. This is not Greek mythology. This is not Zeus. We're talking about there's consequences for our behavior and our actions. And it's amazing that that Moses would, 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 would repeat this law to them before they go into the promised land. They didn't, he didn't remind them of this. Joshua didn't remind them of this when they got there. Before they got there, here is what Moses says. When you get there, don't get amnesia. There is something about this milk flowing, and there's something about this honey coming out 
And there's something about this iron, and there's something about this copper, and there's something about, about seeing that your enemies run away from you when you walk up to them. There's something about walking into a house that you didn't build and being able to settle into the land. There's something about getting a building in your 13th month and, and making budget and being able to do some things in the city of Irving. There's something about that that if you're not careful, you will get amnesia. And amnesia will destroy you. Not remembering the faithfulness of God when you come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's easy to remember God when you don't have anything. Not only do you remember him, you're reminding him to remember you. Oh, Lord, remember me. I'm suffering. Remember me. I need you. Remember me. Pass by here, Lord. Oh, ooh, ooh, pass by here. The money starts flowing and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Hey, man, how's your prayer life? It's good. Pray on the way to work. Quiet time and traffic. Don't get amnesia. When the land is plentiful and the milk is flowing, don't get amnesia. I want you to remember that in Joshua chapter number one, there's a passage that says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Read it over and over again. Then you will have good success. And then you'll fulfill everything that God had promised to you. Listen to what Moses said and keep reading the book of the law over and over again. May I remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that was one book and it was Deuteronomy. Joshua took over Canaan with one book. Deuteronomy. That's not even a sexy book. It would have been better if it was like Psalms or Proverbs. It was Deuteronomy. That's not like the go-to book for most believers. Whenever I just start feeling down, it needs to be kind of built up in my faith. Deuteronomy. (laughs) Some about that second law being reiterated to me vibrates within the fibers of my soul. No. He took the book of Deuteronomy and wore out all the enemies in Canaan. You pick a ite, they took care of it. Hivites, Jebusites, termites, all the ites. They took, they exterminated everybody with one book. We have 66. What's our excuse? The man has 65 books less than us, but was able to do more for one reason and one reason only. He didn't get amnesia. There wasn't a territory that they conquered that he ever thought to himself, I'm a pretty good general. And I'll tell you why. Because when you obey God, he tells you to do things in such a way that there's no way you could take credit for it. Case in point, Jericho. The worst military strategy of all time. It's the worst military strategy of all time. 
hey, guys, gather around. Got a download from the Lord. Here's what we're going to do. Jericho straightly shut up. The wall's really high. All right, are we getting ladders? Are we getting, are we getting some grappling hooks? Are we going to scale the wall? No, no, no. Actually, uh, got a word from the Lord. It's even better than that. Oh, my goodness. If the Lord gave it to you, it's going to be amazing. What do you want you to do? So here's what we're going to do. Okay, get the praise team. <laughs> once you get the praise team, some trumpets, get the priest, okay? Once you to send them out in front, okay? We're going to all line up behind them and quietly, in broad daylight, walk around the building. And then what? We're going to attack? What's the plan of attack? What's the execution? No, we're going to go home after that. We're just going to walk around. And then we're going to go home. That, that's the whole thing. Yeah, we're going to do that on Monday. Okay. What about Tuesday? We're going to do the same thing. What about Wednesday? We're going to do the same thing. And they got to the end of the week. And they, What are they going to do now? Now we're going to walk around seven times. And then, and then we're going to get the ladders, and we're going to get the grappling hooks. Mm -mm. We're just going to scream as loud as we can. We're just going to shout real loud. What? This is your plan? <laughs> yeah. Because when the Lord does it, it's for his glory, not your credit. Here's the thing that must be kept in mind about Israel that I hope we keep in mind about ourselves. This was an agricultural society that was despised by every nation surrounding them. They should have had no shot at freedom, let alone prosperity. So when they got it, they knew for a fact it wasn't them. They weren't Spartans. They weren't Romans. They weren't Babylonians. They weren't Egyptians. They were farmers. And God blessed them. May I remind you, I know you got a bachelor's. I know you got your master's. I know you went and got two master's and a doctorate, and you got a special trade, and the market bears value to that, and you got some accounts and all of that. But if you're a believer, please be reminded of who gave that to you. That there is no lambskin on your wall or no amount of money in your account that will bring you security or will bring you peace. It's the Lord himself that has brought you here. So here's what I'm saying to you. You're coming into a new season. And I know you are because we are as a church. If it's happening for us as a church, I believe it's going to happen for many of us individually. But I want you to prepare for it. I'm not going to just, in, in generalities, throw it out there. It's your season. Get ready for your breakthrough. Say amen. Run around the church three times. No. Sow a seed of $1,000. Come down here and put it in my hand. That's manipulation. If it's your season, why am I paying for it? Oh, you just told me it's my season. I got to pay you for my season. What is... Any, any, anybody ever stopped? I think. I think in church. Amen. I did not check my brains in at the door when I walked into the church. People go, whoa, whoa, it's my season. I'd be like, it sure is. It is. It is my season. I want everybody in here to sow a $5,000 seed. I do not have $5,000. You are not talking to me. Well, get together with 10 people to equal 5,000. No. I don't know them. I don't know if they check on cash. I don't have it. So I'm not giving it. 
I have $20 for you. That's how much I prayed about. That's what the Lord told me to give. And your auction house will not make this money go up. So prepare yourself. We're about to cross over. Prepare yourself. I believe 2018 is going to have some incredible things in store for us as a church, but also as individuals. Prepare yourself. For us, our, our, our level of preparation at Embassy City Church, I believe we have one of the coolest themes for 2018, and it's probably the, like, like the non-sexiest theme you could give for a church. But 2018 for us, and it came through uh, Stephen Emmerich, is that we're in a year of settling. 2018 is our year to just settle in. It'll be the first year since we started that we haven't had to move. It'll be the first year since we started that we don't have any transitions going on. We're just going to settle in. That doesn't sound exciting because we're, we're used to like some grand, it's a year of breakthrough. About to jump a, a wall and do something amazing for Jesus. Here's our mandate. Chill out. Furnish the house. Buy a lamp. Get the rest of these lights fixed. Which will be done this coming week. Amen. Just settle in. Let's get some, let's get some stuff in the house settled. Let's stir up the giftings that are in the house. Let's spiritually equip people to grow in their faith with Christ. Let's just settle in. If, if that's not exciting enough for you, as, P, as Stephen said, there are 5,000 other churches in the Metroplex that will hype you. We want to heal you so you step into your season and no matter how many cows, bees, and iron you find, you'll have a plan to steward it all. Prepare for your season. And don't get amnesia. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.